0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Bay Podcast. As always, I'm your host who does the most, Jasmine Ellis. And today, I'm super, super excited. I have one of my favorite comedians and just overall really cool human beings here today. Say hello to Crystal Adams. Hey, hi, it's me. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, Crystal. How are you doing today?
1: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I had a pap smear today, so just
0: you know uh things and places (laughs) oh god oh man okay what has your okay so what has your gyno experience been like here like is it okay i let me just preface this by saying i found a gyno online that had like rose quartz in the lobby all these velvet chairs like it was such a strange experience they offered me like hard seltzers is that normal in la or like
1: no well no i mean my first gyno was like also a an, an general practitioner and it was just like very straightforward like regular you know just like old magazines on the table like nothing they weren't going out of their way you know um the one i went to today was a little bit more like it kind of startled me because i was like why am I looking at a before and after of uh, a woman's cellulite? This should not be <laughs> happening in a clinic. Um but yeah, they're sponsored over there. Um so yeah, I've had like the I've had the the spectrum of gynos like bare bones to yeah, like water, like yeah, what can we offer you? Like nice chairs, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Not the this is the, the sponsored part is funny. I remember when I got my first COVID test here, they were like, just so you know, we also do lipo. <laughs> not coming in for that. That was not the general reason I'm here.
1: <laughs> wow. <so> many... <laughs> so I mean, I options. guess it's LA, but what, are, what, I mean, it's really, it's not, that's a leap. I mean, to be vaccinated against a virus versus injecting yourself with uh, a chemical uh i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know i think they
0: i think it is a chemical they like melt the fat down and then suck it out there's like
1: the freezing there's like freezing and like i don't get it like i'm sure mariah Carey's doing it because she as she should you know what i'm saying this woman would prefer to um walk on a treadmill and heels So there's no way there's no way she's burning calories other than getting she's getting frozen. That's how she's doing
0: it. Did you know Mariah Carey has a line of cookies that you can buy on DoorDash?
1: I did know that.
0: Yes, (laughs) I did know that.
1: Wait, did you know that? Because I
0: told you because I never shut up about these cookies.
1: I don't I feel like I read it on something where it was like 20 things about celebrities that you probably didn't know. And then one of them was like her cookies. And then one was like how Beyonce actually owns. Well, I shouldn't say owns. It's a weird thing to. uh, She has bees. She actually Mm -hmm. like
0: yeah she's a beekeeper what
1: yes okay i was like you don't grow them what do you what do you do (laughs) i forgot the (laughs) process but yeah um yeah she does i think it was like a list of those things
0: yeah have you had them so interesting Mm -hmm. have
1: you had her cookies
0: i have they are so good there's like the only Mm -hmm. thing i don't like and hear me out is I can't stand when a company offers a variety of things and doesn't adequately separate them because I'm very picky about my taste mixing. So she had this like, lemon. Yeah. Yes. So you understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. She had this lemon cooler cookie that was so good. And then the cranberry and the dark chocolate all no. tasted like lemon a little bit. No. Like they weren't properly no. separated for my taste. But I mean, they're not the most visibly pretty cookies. They're like big hunking rocks of cookies, but mm-hmm. they're so like the chocolate chip with toffee is oh good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good cookie. Okay. It is a yeah. It is a
1: <laughs> I'll have to try it. I'll have to try it. I'll have to order some for Christmas. That'll be fun. Cause she Mariah yeah. Carey invented Christmas.
0: That's true. I hope she does like a special Christmas variety because I will say one thing they have going is packaging. The packaging is phenomenal. It's pink and purple. There's like a little butterfly Mm -hmm. design. It says like Mariah's cookies. I was like, because it just on the app, it just comes up as Mimi's cookies and you're like, okay, this sounds good. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, is this Mariah? As in the end to the C? <laughs> <laughs> Is this more "Hearts on Fire,"
1: Mariah? <laughs> Go back like babies and
0: pacifiers. Yes, oh, dog, dog, is that that Mariah? <laughs> oh man! So one uh, of the things we like to do on the show we've got like three different pro. Um, have you? Uh, we have like three different. I cannot get a word out of my mouth today. What is it? Segments. We have segments on this podcast. First session is our off the record segment. This is where we talk about historical moments. Usually, you know, there's so many things that goes on with musicians, like fights and drama and just back and forth. But lately, we have been doing a really fun segment I like to call Behind the Murders, where we dig into the musicians who have either murdered or been murdered. And today I have got a big one for you. Ooh, I uh, are you excited? Um, who I'm do you think we're going to talk blood. about? <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> let's see. I what? What do I? Well, what I hope I, I don't know who, but what I hope it's that is that it's somebody who died and we thought it was natural causes but you're gonna tell me it's actually a murder that's
0: what i hope oh (laughs) i you know i've got to get into those but the thing is is the two that are the most recent i do not have definitive proofs that they're murders that would be michael jackson and prince and I have been yeah. like, I've been waiting on those. Um, mm-hmm. just go ahead and I love a conspiracy theory on here. And I call everything conspiracy until it's proven. So th- no offense <laughs> to the QAnon ones who are like, I know a conspiracy. <laughs> but like, do you think Prince was murdered? Or what do you think?
1: I I don't I don't know if I think Prince was murdered, but I'm I am I believe Michael Jackson was murdered.
0: Oh, Ooh, a lot yeah. of people agree with you as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like. I mean, I guess there's been some stuff recently about Prince, where it's like, you know, he has a interesting history with women, and by interesting, I mean like abusive. um And I recently, like, my husband knows a ton about Prince, and so he like anything Prince that comes out, he like will listen to or, or read. And so there was a guy recently, a, his bassist. Talking about how, like, when they first met, like, he would, like, kind of, like, f- like, physically assault him. Like, he would be, like, slapping his ass and then, like, grabbing his junk and, like, and then they, like, I don't know, somehow through this hazing became cool. I was like, what was the threshold where you, well, <laughs> A-, A, decided it was okay and B, was like, we're fine now. You know, like, we don't even need to do that stuff no more. Like, what? Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, there's, <laughs> But I'm just like, but I'm also very logical. So I'm always like, like, what's the motive, right? You know, and so I can think of plenty of motives with Michael Jackson. I can't think of very many with Prince, like, even the people that he did dirty still loved and respected him.
0: See, with Prince, what I believe the motivation could have been, and this is like conspiracy deep state idea, but it's really not that deep. He Mm -hmm. had all of the control over his masters and what happened to his music. And if you remember, before he died, a lot of his stuff was not available on streaming services. Then afterwards, I mean, like, it's really disheartening to see, like, I'm a makeup lover. And so, like... There is an Urban Decay Prince collection. Yeah. And Urban Decay yeah. existed before Prince died. If he mm-hmm. wanted to have a collection with them, he would have. It mm-hmm. feels like now you can stamp his face on anything. Mm-hmm. And there, it like, maybe, God, there's this episode of The Simpsons. This is such a like rabbit hole craziness. You know, how The <laughs> Simpsons predict everything. Uh There's an episode of The Simpsons That's a treehouse of horror episode Where Homer gets a job Killing celebrities So that companies can turn them into Into holograms And make more money off of them Nice These these companies realize That it's better for the celebs to be dead And and Mm -hmm. when you think about it It's like there are a state There's a lot of people who are making more money Now that Prince is dead than they were making When he was alive Hmm.
1: And especially yeah, when you don't I ne- have to
0: cut the living person in on the proceeds. Mm-hmm.
1: I never thought about like, uh, like the organization or like who benefited. Um, so, yeah, no, that could be
0: absolutely. Yeah. So today we are talking about Sid Vicious of the Sex Pist- Pistols. Uh, six <laughs> Pistols. Let me say that again. Today, we are talking about Sid Vicious of the Sex Pistols, the legendary bassist who was accused of killing his girlfriend, Nancy Spungen 39 years ago. And the case still remains a mystery. Now, what's uh, interesting about this is I didn't grow up like in the punk scene. I didn't know a lot about this particular band growing up. Were you a, P- a Sex Pistols fan or no? <laughs> no. When you said the name, I was like, who? This is the <laughs> reason why I chose this is because I have not explored a musician who murdered someone else today. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is really bad, but I I looked up musicians who murdered and it was like Jay-Z, Gucci Mane, like all of the murders. Did you not know that Gucci Mane is a murderer? No, but I don't really track him
1: that closely. So...
0: For whatever reason, my brother-in-law is obsessed with Gucci Mane and gave me like an autographed (laughs) copy of his biography. And it has this gold-ass cover. He found out I was going to Atlanta and he's like, oh, I want you to have something. It gave me an autographed Gucci Mane biography. (laughs) And yeah, he he went to jail for murder. And it's like, it's not (laughs) On May wow. 19th, just days before the release of his debut album, Trap House, Gucci turned himself in for DeKalb County Police to face murder charges and Clark's death. His later posted a $100,000 bond on the day of his album's release. Um, but like most of these, every time a murderer kills someone, it is, oh, I'm a murderer, a murderer, a rapper. I just use the word murderer and rapper as synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise that's not on purpose. But every time a rapper kills someone, it is actually the same kind of boring story. They stole from them. They stabbed them. They didn't know they'd die. Like, it's just, it's, it's very in-out-in-out. In, out, not a lot of crimes of passion. It's, it's, like, it's like bookkeeping for them. So I just... <laughs> It's, it's literally Rihanna's Bitch right. Better Have My Money mo- video. Like, right. it's just. Like, right. So I was like, nah. And then, oh my God, I looked up this list of um, surprising facts about musicians because I saw Suge Knight on there. Uh-huh. And the surprising fact, this was on, I think this was on history.com, it was like, surprising fact, Suge Knight has only killed one person. And I thought that was. <laughs> 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 the shade of that time. Entire- <laughs>
1: So my dad, my dad worked for the um, prison. Like he worked for the prison system for like, for like over 30 years. And um, Suge Knight was there. And my little Suge Knight story is that um, apparently he had like, I think gallstones or something. Anyway, um, the pain had him Uh, and I quote crying like a baby Uh, I'm sure in prison speak they would have said he cried like a little bitch uh,
0: (laughs) this is a cussing podcast go ahead yeah
1: um and uh yeah he said tell my daughter i love people survive gallstone removal every day like this is not an like uncommon thing but he thought he was going to die he was like tell my daughter i love her i'll miss her like he's alive like anyway he survived <laughs> <laughs> but so not before crying like a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I I, I get that. Uh, (laughs) I mean, if you've never had a gallstone before, I mean, doesn't it have to pass through your penis hole, though? Girl, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to think about it. I'm like, I don't
0: know. I feel like most men would cry, though. But I feel like men are notoriously, they have such lower pain tolerance because they just never been mildly inflicted,
1: Like, the pain he's inflicted on people, you know, to like see him be brought so low. I think people were happy about it.
0: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was deserved and earned. You know, there's so many theories about him. People believe he killed Easy e They think mm. he killed Tupac and Biggie. Like almost right. every- <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that theory? <laughs> but surprise, only one. <laughs> only one. <laughs> and that was the shadiest headline I've ever read in my entire life. Entire <laughs> life. <laughs> and we are going to dig into uh, into Biggie and Tupac more. But for today, let's talk about Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen. All right. So in 1975, a 17-year-old Philly girl named Nancy Spungen dropped out of the University of Colorado and moved to New York City. She pushed her way into the emerging punk crowd, meeting seminal rockers like Johnny Thunders and Cheetah Crone. Spongeon quickly established herself in the punk scene as a new kind of groupie, a punk journalist. Legs McNeil told New York Magazine in 2008 she embodied the nastiest parts of the scene. I'm sorry, Legs. This, is- yeah. <laughs> this is journalist's name. Is that what made you laugh or was it the, nat- the yeah. punk Yeah, Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it also sounds like a mob name, you know, like Bugs Malone. <laughs> What was her name? <laughs> legs McNeil.
0: <laughs> legs McNeil. Like, yeah, the Irish mobster who shoots you in both your feet is Legs McNeil. Like, yeah. <laughs> She embodied the. Uh, this is from Rolling Stone, by the way. This is the Rolling Stone article. Um, it's actually a few years old. So I uh, want to correct myself here. I said that uh, he killed her thir- or was accused of killing her. It still remains a mystery, but it said that it was 39 years ago. And it's actually that article from 2017, making this uh, 39 plus five. <laughs> like, you you do guys math. do the math. You do the math at mm-hmm. home. 40 something (laughs) years ago. This was a big deal, y'all. Look up Zay Vicious and the Sex Pistols. We are talking about the like cornerstones of like British, like punk rock music. And this was huge at the time. So let's get some more on who Nancy was. Now, she's not a musician, but we she is going to be a casualty of one and we'll see what happens here um she says legs mcneil says we were tired of being nice it was like fuck you mcneil says the left invented that political correctness stuff punk was supposed to piss off everybody and make people think i'm so i think it's so funny that in 2017 she's blaming the left the way everyone does now but like for the seven it's just like a general term all right Though most found Spungin abrasive, one person didn't seem to mind her crass exterior, Sid Vicious, the basis for Sex Pistols. The two met in London in 1977 and quickly became an item. The couple rattled around the UK and the United States, first with the pistols, and then when the band broke up, just the two of them in their own. And then on October 12, 1978, 20-year-old Spungen bled to death on the bathroom floor of a room in the Chelsea Hotel in New York. Months later, while awaiting trial for her murder, Vicious died from an overdose. For many, it was the end of an era. Now, that's the thing that is completely unknown to Sid Vicious and anyone else involved, is he just woke up with her blood, bled to death, and we don't know who killed her or how she died. She, um, oh, so
1: mm-hmm. like the flight attendant. Background on
0: the si- yes. So it's just a situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Would you say I'm so sorry? I missed it. Like the the flight attendant. That's what happens in the first episode. That's the pilot. Yes
0: yes he just (laughs) wakes up after a a drug coke heroin everything adult night the love of his life is dead in the bed beside him and he died on trial for her murder and that's all that we know to this day because there's no other details and this is before we have like a web of security cameras all of that yeah wow the flight attendant what does he say Hmm? oh sorry go ahead go ahead no, I was just gonna say the flight attendant, attendant was good, but I like didn't pay enough attention to it. Like it was a good show, but I would get confused <laughs> by the flashbacks. Did you like it?
1: <laughs> I only watched the first episode, girl. I, I <laughs> Sometimes I have this <laughs> thing of watching first like pilots to see how to make like pilots, like to make a a decent pilot. It's a it's a thing. Uh, but I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, the main characters in here are not gonna be black. Next um <laughs> even though the side characters were really good actually um but um what i'm thinking about as you're talking about sid is that there's a there is a song where they're referenced and i didn't get it until just now somebody Ooh. says like sid and nancy i gotta figure out oh. Oh, what song that is do you know what song I mean, it is
0: i know exactly what you're talking about you were talking about crazy towns um butterfly come my lady come come my lady you're my butterfly sugar yeah baby. he goes what he girl say? something fancy girl you and me like sid and nancy so yeah yes! <laughs> <laughs> why would he say that like sid and nancy like yeah! that's not even a romeo and juliet situation and i want to say i want to say the lead singer of crazy town died of an o- overdose I, I want to this is this is a person who had a hard life he was a regular on celebrity rehab his name was shifty shell shock do you remember this and oh like my the god mid-2000s? no
1: <laughs> 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 but I used to love celebrity
0: rehab
1: but I didn't watch that oh, man. One he was on
0: season one and then on season two he shows up just on the roof Like (laughs) everyone's sleeping, and they hear like a crackling noise, and it's him trying to break into the celebrity. (laughs) Oh no! I'm not. I think I lied about him getting an overdose. I'm. Sometimes I really worry that someday there's going to be someone listening to this podcast who is an absolute encyclopedia of music information, and they are just like, I hate this bitch. She just be saying (laughs) shit. but it appears that shifty is still with us um, okay good <laughs> like... okay bless his heart
1: um bless his heart yeah
0: but he he went through it so i could see why he idolized Sid and nancy and they're just That's... yes um who um so a little bit more on this couple. She was the first and only love of his life. On August 24th, 1978, Vicious and Spungent moved into the Chelsea Hotel in New York City, a place that had housed the likes of Bob Dylan, Patti Smith, and Jackson Pollock, according to Cheryl Tippins, Inside the Dream Palace, the life and times of New York's legendary Chelsea Hotel. On the night of October 11th, several visitors of the room saw Sid take as many as 30 tablets of 2 all A far larger dose of the bare, I do not know how to say this word, barbiturate. Then most of us can survive. And once, yeah. oh, say it again, Barbiturate. Barbiturate. What is a barbiturate?
1: I think it's something that brings you down.
0: Oh, yeah. it's either it brings you, you down yeah. or
1: brings you up. One of those. Somebody yell at the at your phone right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we discusses this on the show. Jasmine, don't do drugs. Uh, <laughs>
1: By no, the way, I mean like every- the audience,
0: yell it, yell it out at us. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, you were like. By the way, are you? You're. I'm assuming you're not actively smoking weed right now. Me? Yes. No, I never no. do. Okay, they, that makes you the first LA comic to not smoke a joint on this. I'm always like, what do y'all do? Why? <laughs> People always I'm think to get I'm high, high and this, I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you don't tell people not to smoke they're gonna smoke
1: oh yeah <laughs> on the I, night yeah, of october 11th that,
0: yeah. far larger dose of barb bar- <laughs> barb than most of us could survive and one certain to put nearly anyone into a deep state of unconsciousness for hours and he remained comatose for through the morning's early hours wrote tippins According to New York Magazine, the night of the murder went like this. At 2.30 a.m., Spongeon asked Rockets Red Glare, a sometimes bodyguard for vicious. No one has a real name. Rockets Red Glare is the name of the the bodyguard.
1: (laughs) Is a bodyguard also (laughs) a drag queen? Because...
0: (laughs) That's kind of an amazing name, right? Rockets Red Glare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes bodyguard for vicious who also sold drugs, according to the New York Times, to get some Dalu- Daluids, God, Diliads. Do you know this one? Um Dil- dildos. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> D-I-L-A-U-D-I-D-S, Daluids. An opioid painkiller. There you go. You should just said some opioids, all right? Around 7.30 a.m., female moans were heard from the room from other guests in the hotel. At 10 a.m., Vicious called down to the front desk asking for help. Nancy Spungen, who had been stabbed in the stomach with a knife, bled to death on the bathroom floor. She was 20 years old. Vicious, who was found wandering the hallways in an agitated state, was arrested and charged with her murder. According to the U.K.'s Independent, though he initially confessed the crime, he later denied it, claiming he had been asleep when she died a botched double suicide that is one of the theories theories of who killed spungent are still swirling to this day and many suggest Sid vicious was not responsible some wonder her wonder if her stabbing was a robbery or a drug deal gone bad according to new york or perhaps the spungent with her flair for the dramatic stabbed herself and vicious wasn't able to help her because he'd taken too many drugs the 2009 documentary who killed nancy suggests that vicious couldn't have murdered her because he was out cold from his barbie rates that's the view of Sex Pistol's, Pistols former manager Malcolm McLaren, who has adamant in a piece in The Daily Beast that vicious would not have killed his girlfriend unless her death was actually a botched double suicide. That's weird to be like, no, no no, no, no. he's He's not the type to leave crumbs, all right? So yeah <laughs> I <don't-> I mean, <laughs> honestly,
1: I when i when I meet somebody who likes to go by the last name Vicious, I'm like, trustworthy. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Believe him, you know, (laughs) let him, let him take care of my dog. I will, it'll be there when I get back uh, alive and in one piece for sure.
0: they do sound really tragic so i guess i could also mm-hmm. see that being like you know they wanted to be like the new romeo and juliet you know something that at that effect like you know maybe it's kind of funny that is like romeo and juliet like he took a bunch of drugs maybe she presumed mm-hmm. he was dead tried to hurt herself and when he woke mm-hmm. up she was dead but then why did he and... confess to
1: it at first was it like they just like
0: i don't know let's get into that did they pressure him uh, Nancy saw the attempt to the left and flew. Uh, sponge and kid, no, where are we? Sorry, edit this part out. Da-da-da. That vicious, vicious couldn't have murdered her because he was out cold from his barbecue. That's the view of Sex Pistols manager Malcolm. Sorry, start here. Double suicide. McLaren writes, she was his first and only love of his life. I am positive about Sid's innocence. McLaren noted. How money was stolen from the room while stupid, clumsy, fool, vicious was passed out on the bed. That's true. Okay. Uh, okay. One theory is that Rockets Red Glare, (laughs) I can't believe that's this man's name, the drug dealer who supplied the opiates that night killed Spungent. According to author Phil Strongman in the book Pretty Vacant, A History of Punk, Spungent confronted Red Glare when he tried to steal cash from the hotel room. So he stabbed her in the stomach and split. Noticing Sid flat out and gray on the bed, Red Glare decided to help himself to a bit more of the couple's cash. Strongman writes, Nancy saw the attempted theft and flew at him, nails flying, and copped a bowie knife in her lower abdomen. Nancy slumped to the floor immediately. This is written as though they were there. With no one standing in his way, <laughs> Red Glare took everything but pocket change and left behind what he believed to be two corpses. Uh, I just felt like it needed a little uh yeah. there. <laughs> like, this is a very elaborate account for someone who was not there. There's no video. Yeah well Uh, you know Mm -hmm.
1: they can they can um recreate the murder as i've learned from many tv shows uh so i am a scientist um okay they can recreate (laughs) the scene with blood spatter um and handprints and dna these are all scientific terms
0: yes the end dna (laughs) um science recreate uh, turn um yes yes and all of that was available in 1978 as well (laughs) oh this part's so dramatic let me go go ahead strongman i do not trust anything this strongman writer writes strongman continues that in january of 1978 red glare has was Heard confessing about the theft and murder of the punk rock club uh, murder at the punk rock club CBGB. Rocket's Red Glare. Can't you know, every? They always say his full name too. <laughs> like, that is that is the respect a drag queen earns because no one's saying Rocket <laughs> yeah. Red. Like Rocket's Red Glare casually admitted to several fellow drinkers that he that it was actually he who robbed and stabbed Nancy Spungen and, and produced a handful of her bloodstained dollars to prove it. <laughs> no my. <laughs> this is the first time it's shortened. Red Glare died in 2007.
1: aw <laughs> man. <laughs> we could have asked him some questions.
0: <laughs> I got to know if Rocket Red Glare was American because that's like the most, it's like Rocket Red Glare has to be yeah, American, right? Has to There's be, no way. No, like- oh, he was an American character actor and stand up comedian.
1: Oh, of course he was a comedian.
0: Of course. Nope. This is a different Rocket Red Glare. There's more than one. Can you believe it? No. (laughs) There can only be one. (laughs) Uh, But he's his legal name. His name was Michael Mora. And then he changed his name to Rocket's Red Glare. That was, (laughs) there's more than one.
1: Unacceptable. Only a
0: comedian. Only a comedian would be like, yeah, maybe a murderer is named this, but it should be my name. It's just mine. <laughs> so, wrapping up this crazy, unresolved story, the story is still unresolved. We don't know. We don't have any definitive proof one way or the other. Um, a short time later, Vicious's bail was revoked after he assaulted Patty Smith's brother Todd Smith with a broken Heineken bottle in a New York City bar. According to New York Post clippings in Please Kill Me, that's a book, he was sent to Rikers Island, a New York City jail, and freed on an additional $10,000 bail, according to The Guardian. Following his second release from jail, Vicious and Friends had a party at the Greenwich Village apartment and of his new girlfriend. Oh, Lord. You know, I thought he wasted away on drugs because uh-huh. he was so sad. <laughs> he had a uh-huh. new bitch real quick. Like, real yeah. quick. It's oh, so man. Great, door. Great. Wow. <laughs> Uh, his mother, Ann Beverly, was in New York City and scored some drugs for an evening of celebration, according to Strongman. In Pretty Vacant, I am not believing Strongman. On the morning of February second, <laughs> nineteen seventy nine, in Robinson's apartment, Vicious was found dead. <laughs> the beh- and Robinson, according to the Guardian, police found a syringe, a spoon, and a substance near Vicious's body. He was only twenty one years old. Dang! Whew. Wow, that's crazy, oh, man crazy. So it's just one of those up in the air mysterious things. I mean for all we know, did Sid even kill himself? Was mm-hmm. he forced to do you know, we don't know. The the placement yeah. of the spoon in the syringe seems suspicious. Right.
1: Like is it cereal or drugs? We don't know. Um
0: I think <laughs> 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 Stupid. Not cereal. <laughs> oh man man. I don't don't know know what it is about (laughs) what is it with us (laughs) and crime and murder because the first time you and I did a podcast together was when we reviewed the movie Juice I
1: cannot I cannot say Juice any other way than how Dave Chappelle said it while pretending to be Samuel L. Jackson on the Dave Chappelle show Which is juice? That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Deep blue sea? That shark ate me.
0: oh man you unlocked a memory the samuel l jackson lager where he's like doing the beer yes. commercial. it'll get you drunk
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes they oh. died and i hope they burn in hell <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Do you think Dave would ever do sketch again? Sometimes I kind oh, of miss man. the lightheartedness of his sketch. Ag-
1: yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there was something, you know, and and this is something that I, I think about. I've been thinking about a lot because um, they've been getting giving a lot of Black people a lot of opportunities to do sketch. And it's just like, well, where are we going to go? Are we going to go like super... You know, critical race theory with it, or are we finally going to get more of the you know like lighthearted, fun like Sam Jackson beer <laughs> sketches? Like I, I I I love those where it just like takes you out, takes you out of reality.
0: See, and that's how I felt about Astronomy Club on Netflix. I feel yes, like they had a agreed, few that were agreed, just, yes, yeah, just so bizarre. And then I love the way mm-hmm. they chose to do their vignettes of all of them living in a house together and like mm-hmm. doing it. It was, it was really fun. I, I love that about, about the way they do that, which is like, I, I it, appreciate silly. It made it like, sense. Yeah. Honestly, I really, one thing I love, did you watch Tim Robinson's, you, uh, do you think I should leave or do you, what is
1: called? I watched parts I of leave. it. So I, I try to watch it in the, but I have to watch it and be focused because there was a lot of yelling. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, so. he's, a, he's a yelling kind of writer <laughs> he, he yells a lot <laughs> So
1: you can't I watch it on say, the background
0: <laughs> One thing I love is like It's not really a focal point But in any given sketch there might be like Four or five black people and it's just not brought up It's not the whole yeah. central point of them being there One yeah. of the silliest sketches Is there's this elderly black man Playing a college professor And he's just trying oh, yeah. to steal yeah, someone's I saw. <laughs> yeah and they're me all there and my to celebrate keep them. saying <laughs> we keep saying are you gonna tell people i housed your food are you gonna tell them- <laughs> oh it's so great i'm i love yeah. i'm starting to really really appreciate sketch more uh the more i get into this oh man and you are such an accomplished writer of all kinds of amazing things like so many things going on i'm just so excited to know thing, what your yeah. wonderful brain." Yeah. and which songs like really speak to you so our next segment is called uh, it's the soundtrack of your life it's where i need you to give me five songs that tell us who crystal adams is in whatever order you want but they've got to have some connection to you and some Mm -hmm. storyline okay so let's go what's a good song
1: all right um right stuff by new kids on the block uh a classic no nope. um you said no <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry sorry i thought you were gonna them like one and i was like no, no no we go one one song and then we talk about the song and then next. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know oh, why I, I said, said no it. oh <laughs> uh, you want me to list them all out no, don't list them all out. I like okay, to be surprised yeah, yeah, yeah. and then ask right, you, I'm yes, so right sorry, stuff. I don't know why. Why did I say no? Okay. I was like, right? let's fight. I know where you live. <laughs> so the right stuff by uh, New Kids on the Block, why that song?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think it just speaks to the era of my life that I was like, you know, getting excited about boy bands. But the most... Um, probably like telling thing about who I am is when I was in elementary school like I loved New Kids on the Block um but I also loved Disneyland still love it I still love Disneyland but uh I love Disneyland and like it was kind of my thing I don't know if you remember like or had this at elementary school but I just I felt like like I you need in order to stand out and like be not lumped in with the rest of the crowd like you had to have a thing you know and <laughs> so my thing was that i had been to like disney a bunch i'd been to disney world and like nobody in my school had been to disney world right Ooh. and so um the, i think it was like 1989 something ar- around there um, new kids on the block actually performed at the super bowl and um because the super bowl happened in orlando or it like happened in florida i was like i just like merged those two together in my brain and was like the orlando disney world's my thing and disney world's in orlando so therefore i own orlando so <laughs> by extension <laughs> i had to have performed with them Tell me why I went to school uh, that Monday and told everybody at school that I was performing with New Kids on the Block. I was one of the little kids running around. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I went hard. <laughs> Y'all can't see my face. My jaw dry. Slide. Because this is such a high-stakes lie. And I can't believe it's you so at the confidence high stakes. to pull cool this off. So you, okay, you told... Okay, first of all, I have I, to know how this started. Did someone say... Did anyone ask you? Was this unprompted?
1: Honestly, like I, it must have been unprompted because there's no way this comes up casually in a conversation. Like, wh- what are you talking about? Oh, what did you watch Super Bowl over the, uh, over the weekend? Fifth grader? No, like. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, I uh, and then like to corroborate my lie, I found like this hair tie that i felt like matched the hair ties that the girls were wearing in the performance and i like brought it to school like oh look at the proof
0: solid And this is before we have like access to Hulu and, and ways to replay stuff. So, unless you take the Super Bowl, you don't have a way to rewatch it. There's Absolutely. no, there's no, there's not really, the internet's not that accessible. Right. People have no way to catch you in this lot. Yeah. What happens next?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I like, I don't know if I blocked it out or if it didn't happen, but I, I genuinely do not remember anybody calling me on my bullshit, like at all.
0: <laughs> so, okay. What is, okay. So, e- so I think it what means grade two were you things.
1: In? I was like at fifth, fourth or fifth grade, I think. So okay. either, either I blocked it out and they did question it, or I was lying so much <laughs> that, that people were like, it's crystal that's just what she do she just be lying about
0: shit (laughs) oh my god i can't get over this because here's what i think because i'm gullible crystal so you have to know that there are people who still believe they there might be someone who whenever someone brings up new kids on the block they go this girl i went to school with perform with them you know what i mean like they might Someone might honestly in their heart of hearts believe you did this because I don't see you backtracking.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's
0: going down with a fight. <laughs> yeah, so. <Okay>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I got a question for you. Who was your yes. favorite new kid on the block? Joey McIntyre. Oh, You were a Joey girl?
1: <laughs> oh, yes yes to this day
0: i can't explain it of- i'm like joey
1: he's hot oh my god he was hot then hot now he just is an attractive man to me hmm now um Later on, uh what was it? What's his face? Jordan Knight, right? He was in. Yeah, yes. he did. He did a song that, like, that just hearing the song makes me hot. But like, about. you know,
0: it's our oh, diamond. It's baby, so you know, good. I can give it to you. Give it to you. Your body needs a man like me. Let me you know, and I'll give it to oh. you. <laughs> Okay, I very recently watched this video. It came up on TikTok as like a rewind, and it triggered something in me because, like, I'm a, I'm a little younger, and so I didn't, like, I was a little young for New Kids on the Block, but I remember seeing that video on TRL and not uh-huh. fully comprehending the lyrics, and my mom going, turn that off! And now... <laughs> when he says, any guy can make you sweat, yeah. but I can't keep you wet i was like (laughs) yeah i didn't understand why i was like i thought like he had a water gun and it was the summertime and he had he had a hose and she can run in his lawn (laughs) under my pool i'll keep you wet all summer long you know what i mean like all those things
1: still work though honestly (laughs) Uh, everything you said still tracks
0: yeah, like you know, you'll be hot at his house because he doesn't have air conditioning. Come to my We got a pool. It's a good time. I can give it to you. I've got a pool. I've got a race to car you. bed. We're gonna have so much fun. A race car bed. <laughs> I was like ten, dude. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> yeah, that song. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, oh. Joey McIntyre, it was the one for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Okay, so tomorrow, <laughs> New Kids on the Block goes on tour. Y- you going to Vegas for it? You doing it? What you doing? Um, now
1: mm, probably not. Um, I think I'm more into like, if I'm gonna if I if I'm gonna spend my hard earn money, I want to see a woman. Like, I want to see a woman just like giving her all like i would I would beyonce in the heart yeah i still have yet to see beyonce live i'm still sad about it yeah mm-hmm. oh
0: it yeah. is transcendent it is an amazing yeah. experience i've seen her twice what I heard. um i got my wisdom teeth out the day of the formation world tour And someone offered me tickets and my mom was like, you are not going, your mouth is bleeding. And I was like, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had to like block me in the door. I was like, no, they said it'd be fine. She was like, sit your ass down. So yeah, I, and there was never from a Formation World Tour DVD. So I'll never know what it's like, I'll Mm. I'll never know. What what an adventure. I cannot believe you're a liar. (laughs)
1: Listen, I was th- it, what what motivated me more than the truth was trying to make a splash. Okay? <laughs> I needed to be acknowledged and seen and now I have that. So I don't need
0: to lie anymore. <laughs> that is so wonderful. I just <laughs> starting it off with a bang. By the way, I'm really considering naming this episode I Own Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the most gangster, least gangster shit. Like I'm just imagining yeah. you just walking up to Shaq like, you know where the fuck you are? I own Orlando. <laughs> this is my town. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, what a time. <laughs> yes.
1: Um we ready for the next song?
0: I sure am. Let's go.
1: Okay, so perfectly timed with my mom's divorce uh, was the debut of the song "My Prerogative." Um, it was a fun time for me and my mom. Um, and
0: we're talking we Bobby just, Brown, not Britney, right? Yes,
1: Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Yes, um, my bro- my prerogative by Bobby Brown came out like right around the time of my mom's divorce. And I just remember us singing that song at the top of our lungs in her uh, Plymouth Chrysler or whatever the hell car she had. It was just, yeah, such a fun defining moment. And I just in general love singing songs to my mom in the car. Like just, I have so many positive memories. Um, yeah that's all there is to say about that song it doesn't have a fun (laughs) fun of a story besides my mom speaks to
0: liberation and doing what you want and like you know going out of your way so that's that's kind of a cool experience you had so you you mentioned that it was your mom's divorce so your parents were already separated at that point and then like your mom Mm -hmm. had remarried and then married okay cool cool
1: cool no my mom that was my mom's uh divorce from my dad um and um i mean it was a it was a really it was a really difficult time but i just remember like times in the car with my mom were really special because of uh, of singing and like specifically singing upbeat songs like this like earth went in fire but like when mariah my prerogative came out and it was also like it was the confluence of like me and my mom's what or what my my budding taste was you know because it was like mm-hmm. kind of it was newer music and like hadn't you know and she she did like a lot of old school so i was kind of surprised that she like not only liked and loved this song but like knew all the words mm-hmm. um so and and my taste was like developing as well and i was just like this is really fun that we like love the same song you
0: know yeah bobby brown is very much regarded as the bad boy of r&b are you uh are you someone who's attracted to bad boys in any sense not at all
1: and um i that's why you like the, joey joey's all, joey all of that me. yeah <laughs> i mean i guess i see like there's something in it but it, i really just i don't know i like i like the thing is, is that I traumatized by having been many times over the only person doing all the work in the group project. And <laughs> so I'm, being that person com, like makes me com, like forever averse to anybody that would not pull their weight in a group project and bad boys don't. Bad boys are not trying to pull their weight in a group project. Bad boys are, what are they doing? What are they? they kicking back, you know? Chillaxing That's what they're doing
0: <laughs> I can I can see that They take advantage They do what they want to do My mm-hmm. prerogative Bobby Brown You know it's a funny Twitter thread that I saw You know there are people Who thought Bobby Brown As in new edition Is the same person Who is Bobby Brown As in the, the makeup, makeup company
1: Oh my god That's <laughs> so funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> They just thought he, he turned his life around And started selling High quality cosmetics Like
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I never thought this, but I was just like, anytime somebody said it, um, I'd be like, wait, what? What are they talking about? Makeup? Oh, yeah, that's right. And I feel like, how are you going to make your brand off of somebody that's this popular? What does
0: this person look like? It's
1: a woman, right? Mm
0: -hmm. She is. What's so interesting about Bobby Brown is she never wears makeup in photos, or she never looks like she has on a stitch. She's a very simplistic looking tan white as a kid so you know i did makeup for years and when i was like 12 mm-hmm. or 13 i would go to the library because we had this pre-youtube and i would rent books that taught me how to do makeup so i got the bobby brown teenage beauty wow. Bible. wow teenage yes. beauty bible amazing i think <laughs> i think you should it would be a very fun problematic read as an adult black woman with like <laughs> uh, <with, laughs> <laughs> because there's like half a chapter of her talking about how hard it was having brown hair and freckles when everybody had blonde hair and you've got to love yours and she's like you know what i mean she's like so i because she's like half greek or something and then she has a chapter called black beauty and Mm -hmm. she talks the makeup looks so bad i remember it looked like she had like stuck her finger in blue and just went over the eyelid and it was just no everything was like don't be afraid of bright colors hot pink really pops against dark skin but like she would not use like a lip liner it was like never even as a kid i was like this does not look good
1: yeah
0: this doesn't look so i'd be interested like when did she when did she become popular because that's a good question i want to say like the mid 90s she was a makeup mm -hmm. artist for like um she was a makeup artist for like runway stuff and did a lot of stuff for other people but yeah that's the funny thing about how america it's really like living in two americas like there's white america and black america and white people hate hearing that but there is they're like no there's one america and it's ours get in here um yeah (laughs) because no black person would have named their brand Bobby Brown. They'd be like, "No, every exactly. Think
1: you're about. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, if you if your name was George Clooney and you're going to make like a line of clothes called George Clooney, somebody's going to say to you, "Brother, don't do that because there's already a George Clooney."
0: Like <laughs> wow okay yeah it's Mm -hmm. weird but i mean dove chocolate and dove soap are two different companies you can call something the same name if they're different things right which i always think is strange because i'm just like chocolate soap women like Mm -hmm. to be clean and they like chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and when then there's also millie bobby
1: brown which i'm i guess i'm okay with except for it does also remind me of millie Vanilli, and i'm like I don't know if they make
0: for that, but <laughs> oh, Millie Vanilli, what a what a tragic life they live. Very tragic. They, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. They they went through it. Actually, I think one mm-hmm. of them killed themselves. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I <laughs> mm-hmm. just be. I just like who else is dead? Uh, like, <laughs> people love murder. People people yes, love they taxes. do. They really they do. do. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that's so funny too. Somebody yesterday was like, are you going to do, are you going to do Whitney Houston for your murder? And I was like, she wasn't murdered. And they're like, you sure? I feel like a half hour proving to myself, Whitney wasn't murdered. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. But Bobby Brown, an icon, a sign of rebellion. All right. My prerogative is damn, what are your thoughts on the Britney cover? Do you prefer the Bobby Brown original?
1: Oh, definitely prefer the the Bobby Brown original, but like does if there's anybody I I don't mind singing that song, it's Britney Spears. I mean, so many songs recently, it's just like we you hear it now and it's just so ominous based on like what's been going on with her. I mean, for in plain sight for all this time. I'm like mm-hmm. can't can't wait till that woman is on the other side of all this and then we can like really like go ham listening to all of her songs knowing that she's getting all the royalties directly to her bank account um that'll be nice but i mean she (laughs) yeah she's a she's miss. i think she's as misunderstood as as he was honestly Mm. and i feel like you know because um there was a lot of stereotyping that people were doing with him where, you know, and I, I, part of this was like the marketing, right? Like, you know, him being the bad boy, but truth, truly Whitney was the one that was really like, like about that ghetto life. Like she was really about like, you know, like wanting to, you know, try stuff and experiment and like, and he was like, not. And it's just, it's just how we like, view Black men, right? And Black men from a certain class that it's Mm -hmm. just automatically assumed that that's what they're into. And they automatically assume that they're like, that he's tainting this. And I mean, we even have to like adjust what we're talking about and thinking about when it comes to like, what we think of as innocence and purity when it comes to women, like the way that we view that is all messed up as well too, so.
0: Yeah. That is that is it's really, really tragic when you think about it. And there's so many parts to it. Did you watch the Bobby Brown story on BET? I was that was eye opening. I mean, the performances weren't the greatest best. But no. it was interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't think I watched it yet. I think my husband has put it on the list of things I need
0: to watch. Uh but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a okay. List. <laughs> I am I made a face like a like a genuinely surprised face just because your husband's not black and I feel like that is the black thing in the entire world to be like ma'am, you need yes. to get on this Bobby Brown document. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my husband, I have learned the most about black pop culture from my Jewish from France husband. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, i is- <laughs> He's, he oh my things about teddy riley and new jack swing and you know producers that produce songs and um what's their faces um the guys that did a lot of like um janet album janet's albums and um what are their names right now i'm blanking they're the guys they have the hat on and they worked with prince too crap i can't, I can't remember their that names. Of-
0: somebody's yelling at This podcast right now because I can't think their their faces and their their hats are in my mind right now. And it's like uh... Jimmy
1: Jam and Terry Lewis. Yes, I was like Jimmy Jam jam and Terry Lewis. Yes. (laughs) Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah. Them, like, (laughs) yeah. He's been breaking because and he knows his stuff. Like you, you should have him on this podcast because he will tell you something. Years, songs came out. My God. I'm like, who knows the year?
0: He can't <laughs> be hiring you for not knowing this stuff because you were on tour with New Kids on the Block. You had was a very busy childhood was that was so rooted in him. Disney. And, you know, we didn't have you access had to, run to things on the bus, on the
1: tour bus. <laughs> we didn't have access to new music. It was just new kids all the
0: time, all
1: day, all night.
0: So, if you, if you could just like take the time to try and remember every lie you told your classmates, because if you created the atmosphere where people would believe that, you that is not something you just do easily. I know. You start at six and you build it up. I, yeah, if you just write that like was a book lying.
1: Like- <laughs> I was lying in like a lot of different spheres too, like because I my school was a, a a private Christian school and it was predominantly white, but then like my the church that I would go to from time to time it was black. So then there would be like song like I remember one day I was listening to Five on it, and I um and I remember the first thought that came to my head as an adult was mm, I remember the first time I pretended I knew that song. And because I had to lie about like, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot of stuff. So they'd be like, oh yeah, but you know, this song and this person, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I know. I know that. Song. <laughs> Just I think lying. I pretended to have, read, have watched Best Man. I don't think I've actually seen it. <laughs> I think I know everything about it because everyone quotes it. I don't yeah. think, I don't know if I've actually watched Baby Boy. Like I oh I haven't that's on my to do was, to-do list. <laughs> I was in a waiting room for a temp agency and this girl was watching it with her headphones off and so I heard mm-hmm. like a lot of it and like mm-hmm. I know I hate you Jody and all that. I don't. There's a lot of black movies yeah. that I've just kind of absorbed by osmosis. <laughs> like,
1: I had never seen uh, the five heartbeats until last this year. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis, but you probably
1: already knew that. And you- <laughs> I see. I I knew. I had heard it. I had heard it, but I, I didn't know. I And it's very easy to just slide into the background because people are so animated and excited when people, nobody's going around like, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? I'm just checking to make sure everybody in this room has seen it. Nobody's doing that. They're just like having fun quoting it. So I just be like, he, yeah, <laughs> that part. <laughs>
0: man that is so yep. fun just the, mm-hmm. the 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 quiet lives we live underneath mm-hmm. <laughs> watching mm-hmm. everyone else just have these things that is wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, man so take me to yeah. your number three song
1: Okay, number three. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh Kirk Franklin Stomp. Wow. And um I I love I still to this day love this song. It's it's so it's so good. You know I, what I love is I love a song that is confrontational from jump.
0: Like, <laughs> you know you're gonna address <laughs> how aggressive it starts. They say the gospel because, music has gone too yeah. far. It's like, who are these people that you're talking to? Oh. Whoever the they is got laid out. He oh, came yeah. there. P-K-O. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stomp was a revolution though. When you think about it being a debut single... It is just so, and he's had like a, such a long career. Mm-hmm. I, so now I have so many questions. So you, you grew up, <laughs> you said, in a Christian school. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was this one of the songs that you were bumping back then at Christian school or? Not
1: at the school, because as I said, the school was white. Uh, so this would be like in, in our house. And then like at church, this would be, um, this would be played and i don't even remember i mean i don't even know if i even asked anybody at school if they had they knew this song um uh, but like they were into like it was all it was very white it was like jars of clay um like i think there's a band called was a Tone? i don't know girl i never had any Mighty, of those Mighty CDs. Boss
0: Tones?
1: yeah something like oh, that yeah. i don't know and, um, there's another one, but yeah i oh, i would i would i would learn the songs that I needed to learn the the white people songs for like the um skate this for skate night, mm-hmm. but all the other Christian songs that we had, like or like an album that I like actually had, were like um like gospel like hip hop a mixture between kind of r&b hip-hop gospel so like kirk franklin fred hammond but yes that that song starts off very aggressively and i am amazed that even to this day like he just performed at the bet awards um he had a choir good for him um but it's amazing that we continue to let this man um pretty much hype man his way
0: through every song because he's not (laughs) saying He's uh, not. <laughs> there is, there is. for those of you who are completely unacquainted, uh, Kirk Franklin is a pastor who, I wouldn't call it rapping, but he ad-libs over a choir yeah. that sings yeah. with him, and they are called GP, God's Property. Yes, uh, right. GP, are you with me?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we have a church, we ain't going nowhere. Going nowhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know the lyrics. Okay, so I'm actually looking at the oh, lyrics. Yeah. I always thought, <laughs> We got the church. We ain't going nowhere. No, you said we having church. We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) I don't know. We got the church. Like I don't know. Like they were like
1: like holding it hostage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you've been to black church, then that's very accurate. Um, But (laughs) but yes, um, and I. But the most amazing thing that I've seen is. He was on Soul Train one time. They invited Kirk Franklin on Soul Train. I have no problem with this. What I have a problem with is that Kirk, they invited only Kirk Franklin to Soul
0: Train. Ugh, so I just told you. They, you didn't sing. Oh no,
1: they had him. They had him ad-libbing to a track. It was just him dancing around stage, just bop, 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 doing his part while he had to be silent while they were the actual singers on the pre-recorded track were singing it was i was just i just sat there looking with my my jaw on the ground like what <laughs> i was like i guess i ain't got no budget for god's <laughs> property
0: <laughs> they were not flying them out no also mm-hmm. I, gospel music on soul train is also hilarious to imagine it is, it is
1: funny it is funny
0: okay there is a dancer who is doing light parkour um they are like jumping (laughs) from wall to wall oh man 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 (laughs) colorful leather was such a vibe back then crystal i have to send this to you you need to relive this moment in in 4k (laughs) Right. I, I'm watching it with no sound, and it is, oh man! There's a there's a there's a man in a linen suit who's do, oh there's no messenger. I thought we were on Zoom for a second. I'm not just send this to you independently, but Lord okay. have Mercy,
1: yeah. oh
0: man! So just mm-hmm. jumping, what a time to be alive! Yeah, is that Gina's so. husband? <laughs> okay, I was about oh, man, that life
1: too. I like I knew. I still to this day know most of the lyrics, but what I love about "Stomp" is that it also features Salt and Pepper, mm-hmm. and um, that that rap on there is 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 great. It's wonderful. Do you still Or is know it, it just Peppa? It's just Peppa. Um, Peppa has yeah, always been... Yeah, it's just Peppa. Me. No salt. And when I think sorry, about the salt. goodness and the fullness of God, make me thankful, pity, the hateful, I'm grateful. The Lord brought me through this far. Yeah. Trying to yeah. be cute when I praise him, raise him high. Praise I high. keep his life beat pumping. Pumping. Make it jump and make the Lord feel something. Feel Ain't something. no shame in my game. God's property. God's property. People... What? People something. Ain't no stopping me. I like to stomp. Something like that. That's what she
0: said. <laughs> yes, that was almost literally the only it. thing you missed was kicking it with kirk ain't no stopping me oh is <laughs> that, that was what it? she
1: says girl yes. i had no this that's what to this day this is this, i had the weird up this. and i was like
0: you were getting it you know kicking it with kirk they no stop that's what she's saying man i mean this was such a well i mean you gotta remember like and, and, you know, I love, I love Gen Z and stuff, but they sometimes look at things through a vacuum of like, I only know what has come out in the last five minutes. But like this prior to this gospel was much more subdued. Like there was no mm-hmm. such thing as like we did. There wasn't even rappers talking about God whatsoever. Like this is pre-Chance the rapper. This is pre-Kanye Jesus walks. Mm-hmm. Like there was no Fusion, hip hop, and and uh, and God did not belong on the same football team. Like they were just, it was yeah, completely different. So this is such a, a moment. I remember, I remember this coming out and like having. I feel like every children's choir had to perform this, but we just had no business <laughs> performing it. We we weren't good. We promised the stomp, the whole stomp, nothing but the stomp, but we just oh, were yeah.
1: barely
0: tapping. And you know this. <laughs> <laughs> which is a sample it's actually a or maybe a i don't know yeah. not a sample but it's a reference to george clinton's um mm-hmm. funk the nothing funk. The whole, and george yeah. clinton is actually listed as one of the writers so he's gets he's mm-hmm. credited for that very cool yeah i i don't remember any other songs off that album but man that was <laughs> a moment
1: yeah um, i feel like my life is in your hands is in there anyway I I loved, yeah, love, love, love. And then he came out with the the revolution. Oh my God. You remember that? Revolution. Do you coming, want a coming, revolution? Coming, yeah.
0: yeah! <laughs> oh, you were unlocking so much. Cause it's so funny. Okay, did you see that video of, of Kirk Franklin cussing out his son? And I didn't
1: I didn't let myself watch it. I just let myself read the comments.
0: (laughs) Same, same. Cause there's just a certain level of like, uh, I'm not gonna, but it was the memes and the things black Twitter (laughs) did with it were so funny because it was like all of us, all of our youth pastor had finally come loose and he just Mm -hmm, went off like a son, but he has, (laughs) keep in mind y'all, he doesn't sing. So he, his like speech talking (laughs) pattern (laughs) that's how he cussed his son out (laughs) Ah! (laughs) oh man oh man but kirk franklin he's a dallas (laughs) he's a dallas icon i used to see him all the time at the north park mall he's he's really wow yeah he's he's short he's he's only like five two or five three uh you know there's like a secret conspiracy that he's also applies
1: (laughs) People have too much time on their hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> there's also the spirit Like conspiracy. you're like I started it. <laughs> no, I'm not a good liar like you. I, I can't produce scrunchies. You had evidence. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever trust you. I'm kidding. Like, I love <laughs> Crystal and I produce a show in LA. I could trust her with my life, um, but <laughs> this is this is great. Um, yeah, the theory is that he's like also Plies and that's like what he does to Moonlight. On the side. And like I will say this, Plies has a very yelly style as well, and just kind of just says what. Oh man, what is... there are some songs. What I like is like there was this part in the two thousands where it'd be like Neo or Akon or somebody who was like a little bit more of a soul singer would have some kind of song that was like, girl, I love you. And then Plas would be like, bust it open. You know, like he would, just, <laughs> he, he, he would yell sexual commands. And I feel like that's <laughs> the same energy of a, uh, Come on, glory! Like it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't stop now. To the beat now. To
0: the stop now.
1: <laughs> that's it's all. It's got a James Brown. I didn't even think about that, but he does have a James Brown energy.
0: Now I can't I hear the voice. It. It is, and...
1: <laughs> yes,
0: and that's kind of funny because it's like with black music, so much of it comes from the church. You know, mm-hmm. we we go from gospel to R and B to soul, and then back to gospel. And then people were like, "Oh, it's too modern." But it was like it was always influencing what was modern. Like I mean, yeah. Elvis used to come steal in the black church, you know. <laughs> like he, yes, like mm-hmm. got his a lot of his influence from that. So that is so interesting. James Brown from James mm. Brown to Bobby, and then again. So I'm I'm seeing a pattern here that, with the exception of New Kids on the Block, you you do like an aggressive black male singer.
1: Because Bobby Brown. <laughs> well, wait. Do you hear the next song that I... <laughs>
0: you, you do That's appreciate? Yeah. Some like a lot of volume from black men. I've I noticed. do,
1: <laughs> I do, and and you know you're so right. And this it's so funny because there's something in me that like. I I love like turning up something it's there's something that makes me laugh so hard about me like knowing who I am knowing what I project which I don't think is very like not very I don't really project very street energy and I don't really yeah (laughs) and so there's something very funny to me whenever I am in my car and I put on something very like ratchet and very and make it loud it makes me laugh i'm like who does this girl think she is and <laughs> i i like it's just so i don't know why it's like i think it's just like it it's kind of like white chicks you know like it's just how ridiculous they look it's like the more you look at them the funnier it is and that's how i feel when i like watch and listen to this music but my next so- favorite song, and I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't know it because for whatever reason, like somebody has trapped, somebody has trapped the, um, the rights to this uh, album because it's from the original Space Jam soundtrack. Like you cannot listen to hardly any of the music from the Space Jam. Sa- I love the Space Jam soundtrack so much it's so good. There are songs from salt and pepper on it. That's a really good song. Um, but my, my most favorite song is a song called hit em high. Hit em High. It is. It I is so it. good. It's got LL Cool J Busta Rhymes method man. It is so
0: good. I love this song so much. And you can't get this on Spotify or Apple music. I mean, you
1: could watch, you can watch it on YouTube. But like the song is trapped at least in terms of like downloading or streaming but you could like listen to it on if you pull it up on youtube
0: i have never heard this in my entire life oh
1: man oh man you're in for a treat okay
0: (laughs) if you wanted to i think what you could do is you could put it on your phone by doing a screen mm-hmm. record and then saving that as an audio file and then putting that in your iMovie live in your, in your iMusic library.
1: That's true. I could do
0: that. Yeah. You were like, yes, I need I to bump that. this yeah. in my car. Hit well, high, I still high. like,
1: I just pulled up the YouTube. Oh, I just put it Yeah. And play it from my phone on the YouTube, but Oh my God. I love this song. It's so good. When Busta comes. You ain't got no frame.
0: I'm working you out the frame, coming through like a train. I love it. <laughs> I have never heard this. So you were 100, you, you called it. I don't know this, which is funny because I have seen the OG Space Jam multiple times.
1: I'm yeah. A well, kid. The, the songs aren't in the movie. There's only like one or two songs that are in the movie. And one of them is Space Jam. Everybody mm-hmm. get up. It's time to jam it's time to now. Space Jam. Yes, so that song's in there, and then I think oh. the at the end they play like when the credits are rolling they play because um, for you I will is in in the soundtrack for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for you I will is like an R and B. What I think is yeah. so crazy. <laughs> I, I I love Monica, and I guess this isn't. It is so strange when you think about the fact that she was like 14 years old. Like, this is a person mm-hmm. who just got out of homeroom, and we had her singing songs about oh, yeah. full-on heartbreak and loss, and she just, they kept her in this, like, super mature haircut, and the old girl was wearing, like, cardigans and stuff. Like, it's, it's <laughs> weird. It's like they, they aged her up, but, like, to mm-hmm. appeal to single mothers. I don't know how to explain it, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> just one of them days. <laughs> like, it was just... <laughs> There was something about her that was too grown, but it wasn't the way, and maybe this speaks to just like our society's way of sexualizing children, but like how it works differently ethnically, because it was not like, B, it wasn't like Britney with the the little baby tops and the pigtails. It was like, yup, yep, yeah. she's grown, gr- grown <laughs> enough to work three jobs. Like, it just, Monica was a yeah. child. <laughs>
1: I don't know what that was about. I think I think a lot of it too. Honestly, this is my like opinion, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, like uh, like hair inequality, um, and specifically when it, what it what I mean by that is like when every child, like every child, was kind of expected to have like their hair pressed. And like have a like a straightened perm. There's something about that on certain uncertain even children made them seem like adults because it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily a childlike, um like style. Like sometimes yeah. if your hair was shorter, like you know, it it just it's hard not to make it look like that person is grown. Um, and so like, but if a kid had an Afro, like Mm -hmm. that's different, you know, like it's it's, your, your hair is coming out of your hair curly. It's like, it's, it seems like you are, you are your age, you know, I have to actually wear makeup to age myself up now that I wear my hair Mm -hmm. natural. When I had my hair straightened, there was already something that like people already associated with an adult, even when I was in high school.
0: I think it's a seriousness. I think I think you're right. I think it, it's a hair inequality. I I also think maybe there just wasn't a lot in the 90s. I don't feel like there was a lot of thought about like what was a preteen appropriate hairstyle. Like you just went yeah. from like pigtails to a yes. pressing curl. It was yes, like you and exactly. your mama would have the same yes the, the same type t- yes. under like exactly <laughs> that's a, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like
1: yeah, there was there was no real in between
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was really like i remember and when you look at like how she was styled like around her first album with the for you i will and all of that and then by the time the boy is mine comes out it's almost like she looks younger then because she like has slightly longer hair and like yes like less severe they had her in like i also think i'm sorry mac love you baby but mac and the damn chestnut lip liner that brown lip (laughs)
1: <laughs> it
0: adds 30 years to every yeah. face and every black woman is like brown lip liner with a frost on top that is yes. right <laughs> something about a frosted li- i mean we just whew, the styles of the time uh, how did we get here space jam space Hit Jam him up yes. high okay take me up, where yeah. you are when you play that song what why do you play that song in particular and what situation do you feel like it fits your life um. Well,
1: sometimes I play. Like, if I'm nervous, like if I'm if I'm like uh performing, and it's like it feels like the stakes are high, like it gets me in the mode of feeling like I can do anything. I mean, there's nothing in the song, like the way the songs produce, the way that um any of the performers execute their their verse, that seems like they give like they don't they don't care like they're ready to like lay it all down like they're they're unstoppable like they say that and i think that's part of the chorus It's like this feeling of being unstoppable not questioning yourself not second guessing but just going for it so it's i play that song in those times or if i'm just like just driving somewhere and i'm like want to feel like I'm in a good mood, like the, I'll play this song and and I'll say every word and it'll make me laugh so hard because nobody <laughs> knows this about me. Like nobody, nobody sees that side of me, but I see that side of me and it makes me laugh. Like if people knew that I knew all the lyrics to <laughs> this song and like watch me, like it's funny. And um, there's actually a comedian who... There's like one other person who I know knows this song just as well as me. Um it's this he, he's a comedian, he's also a, a white boy named Kevin Anderson. <laughs>
0: It sound like a when, real person. It sounds like
1: a bully I know. in a ninety-six. My, sitcom. My name sounds like not a real person either. Crystal Adams, like Kevin Andrews. We, we're both KAs too. Anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> when we when we both discovered we know knew this song, it's just like, it was like, oh my God. Like, we have to say all of the song right now. Let's play it right now. I love it. It just gets me so excited.
0: <laughs> I like the idea of you just like, si- like, quietly chanting the lyrics not singing just (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) in a corner like like, it's a prayer
1: this is my like um what is the lose yourself like people it honestly if you're getting if you're tired of lose yourself find this song this is your new lose yourself because it's it's that hype
0: (laughs) I remember, this is going to be the dorkiest sentence I ever say out loud. I remember, like, (laughs) chanting, lose yourself to hype myself up before a speech and debate competition. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. <laughs> and I think I was competing in dramatic prose, and I came in second that year. You know, because I really nice. lost myself in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> <own it. laughs> never let it go. <laughs> oh no! Oh, nice. You only get one shot. You are 14 yeah. years old. You get one shot. <laughs> Do not miss your chance to blow. This is debate.
1: You are 14. After it's opportunity, you comes. lose
0: one for the light
1: all downhill after this
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh is there's my favorite thing about these songs especially for big budget movies like like anytime there's a these like 90s rap collaborations where it's like a bunch of rappers who don't usually work together my favorite thing is this lineup mm-hmm. buster rhymes coolio elo mm-hmm. cool J, method man and then who the hell is be real like Ed's name I'm not familiar with wait <laughs> wait 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 I'm full of crap oh my god no I know who Be Real is that's from um Cypress Hill my bad okay my bad y'all this is this is an all-star lineup there are no uh there are no deads here right am I right yeah you're right i think so okay
1: at <laughs> the internet <laughs>
0: i think okay because sometimes yeah. there's usually with these type of lineups there's one dud yeah. and you're like what right. whatever happened yeah like like uh there was a lot of those in the 90s like those big collaboration songs with like 10 people on who yeah we just never saw again like my favorite is ladies night um oh or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah with um the
0: brat are you talking about the brat Debrat's not my weakest link here, but yeah, it's got Debrat. Oh Debratt. no, of course not. Of course, yeah. Lil Kim, uh yes. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, and yes. then you know who your weak and Missy Elliott, and then you know who your weakest link is here. Who is it? Angie Martinez, a the hell? first the only one with no rap name. First of all, Angie Martinez is a very popular radio DJ in New York, Hot ninety seven but never rapped again. She just showed up on the biggest collaboration to ever happen.
1: Wow. That was a favorite. somebody. actually has a
0: great, a great <laughs> verse and then was like, I'm good. I did it once. <laughs> like, I can't. Wow. I can, can you imagine having the confidence? That's like doing Kings of Comedy and be like, all right, y'all, that was fun. Thanks for <laughs> that. And that. Then-
1: <laughs> she she walked so Cardi B could run.
0: Yep. <laughs> she did her thing she did her thing (laughs) oh man this is an eclectic list all right um my prerogative stomp space jam uh right stuff it's it's high energy this is feeling like a workout playlist a little bit
1: (laughs) but i wouldn't
0: (laughs) (laughs) where would you listen to this particular lineup of songs
1: I'd probably just a road trip, yeah, like a road trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, road trip to Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've come to that time. I have one more slot. Give me your number five song on the playlist of your life.
1: Okay, it's just so gonna be so disappointing to so many people, but it is going to go to Air Force Ones, uh, one hundred percent.
0: <laughs> another rap jambalaya song because there's yeah, like 10 that's people true. on this song yeah, there's
1: a lot of people on this song.
0: <laughs> who's all on air force ones let me look up the lineup that was uh. that have more people on it than a la shitty show
1: um
0: <laughs> than true. every show in la yeah <laughs> okay, so why percent. Air Force
1: Ones? Um, <laughs> well, okay, so, so Nelly, Nelly hit me at like, just at the right time. Um, it was like right after I think like high school when I kind of decided that it was okay for me to like, like hip hop and rap which was a big mm-hmm. deal because I was like surrounded mostly by white people. But then there would be like the one white person that was into rap. And then just assumed that because I was black, I knew all the hip hop and rap songs. So then I had to act like I did because I wasn't about to have my black car getting revoked by this white boy. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, so there was that kind of going on, but then also what didn't come into play like until much later, which was like, humor like obviously we you know we're both comedians like I didn't realize how much humor was important to me and like comedy was important to me and so the way that I came at and came to like um more and obviously I've delved deeper than Nelly you know since then but like the way the way I started entering into hip-hop and rap was through comedy and to me that's what Nelly symbolizes is this combination of hip-hop with hilarity like i just it just makes me laugh so hard the like and they are so they nobody nobody gives a a lackluster performance in this song but it is so silly and ridiculous like a whole song about shoes um (laughs) and different ways that you could style them and like making sure they stay clean. it It is hilarious to me. And I, yeah, so I think when I think about like what, like what encapsulates who I became as a person and who I was becoming at the time, this song captures it for me
0: <laughs> it is yeah. lyrically it is really funny when you watch the way it just builds up because there's so much detail i like this yes! right here I, <laughs> I like the limited edition in khaki and army green oh, big greens. boy patent leather pinstripe you should see how i do the strings like he's Springs. like i tie my shoes watch i my yes. yes. shoes <laughs> yeah like, yes. i'm
1: looking i tie these shoes there's like a little sketch in there with like her, him and like the girl at the shoe store, you know, like he's like talking to her. She was like, um, he yes. said something about, yeah. Like, Kima, where you getting these colors? Are you dying them? 10 is my size in them. No point in dying them. Ain't no point in trying these on. They know I'm buying, know I'm them. buying them. I'm like,
0: what the hell this is hilarious (laughs) you made me forget about the skit era of hip-hop because i was just talking about this i was like when music videos would be like seven minutes long because we all that this is one thing i really hate about the streaming era of television is none of us have the like the same schedule anymore we would mm-hmm. rush home to catch One oh, yeah. Six in Park, and we would watch these videos. And we knew the lines and the vignettes, and they were all like four and a half, five minute long little miniature movies. And yes. like as a comedian, this is one of my biggest wishes. If like if Megan the Stallion or somebody wants me to come be funny in their video, like yeah. I, you know what I mean? Yes, have me yes. show up and, and bring you some <laughs> shrimp on a platter and then fall on the peels. You know, if that's yes. what you want to do I miss comedians in the video. I miss yeah. that. That was like that was one of those like big crossover moments when you like got to talk shit on a rapper's record and yeah, you know, or like these little skits and sketches in there. Like you write yeah. about the ne- melody and comedy. Like he intertwined that quite a bit in his music. And there was like there was a lot of there was a lot of that to it. But yeah, you're so right about the uh, the, <laughs> this, the the. <laughs> The buildup of this, it almost feels like a like a like a sketch because they just keep going and there's so much detail. Yeah. It's so funny, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so as far as a lineup goes, who's the weakest link on this one? Mm. We got Nellie, Murphy Lee, Oh Murphy. Uh, who else is on this song? Um. See, You know what's funny in my head? I keep thinking of the song Grill at the same time, and I think they're the same song, but they're not. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that vividly because Paul Wall says he got a bill in his mouth like he's Hillary Rodham. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. That, that right there. That wordplay, like, I just, oh, my gosh. When I really started listening, I was just like, oh, my God, they're so funny. Nelly has a song, Pimp Juice, too, and I'm just like, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. (laughs) But I just love it so much. Uh, Do you
0: remember the tip drill video?
1: No, I don't. You. Oh.
0: oh man, I forget you grew up kind of sheltered Christian school. Yeah, when, I did, like, yeah. Were... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you do you remember B cut BT Uncut? Are you familiar?
1: I'm familiar, but I probably wasn't watching it. <laughs>
0: good, good. So BT Uncut would come on like around I want to say 11 p.m. in Central Standard yeah. Time in Texas, and it would be unedited music videos, and artists like Nelly would create longer lengthier dirtier versions of their videos like like, take the time (laughs) to include some extra titties that were removed later in post so that there would be an unedited i remember the 50 cent pimp video and i remember seeing it on on trl where the girls had on clothes and then Uh the unedited version where they were naked and that was the only thing but it'd be like what am i looking at and nelly had a song called tip drill um Uh you see it must be ass because it ain't your face and there's a part at the very end, the big like crescendo of the music video that all the boys were talking about. Like this is the most amazing thing they've ever seen on screen, where he swipes a credit card down the oh, middle of a stripper's kidding. ass. And it was
1: like Oh, that are, oh yeah. <laughs> I have heard about this. That's so funny. So that's from that.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. So that's you just so reminded funny. me of the magic of Nelly and all of that. <laughs> and the humor <laughs> of it all. Well, and it's interesting because
1: as I, as you, like, if you try to, if you try to rap or whatever you call it along with Nelly, you, that's when you kind of realize, like, if you're not, um, like a singer, even if you are a singer, that's when you realize like, oh, like he's really using his voice. Mm -hmm. Like the way he's performing these songs is actually very like challenging. You know, like I'm not, saying that it would take, like, you know, like, he's not, like, a singer-singer, but it's the way he's using his voice, like, the vote, like, vocally, it is very, it's not easy. You can't just, like, say the words. Like, I remember, like, a lot of adults, you know, when rap was starting to become really popular, would be, like, they're just saying, they're just saying words. It's like, no, you, you try to sing along with nelly it's actually very difficult to like say all the words with him exactly how he's saying them at the pitch that he's saying
0: them oh my gosh yes Uh, Us boomers are so funny though because they will hold on to an argument for so long i'm like yeah (laughs) my dad is the grumpiest curmudgeon in the world and he to this day like thinks that he thinks that rap is and whenever he makes this point he always brings up jay-z and he's like, Come I'm on. just, I just hate these old young rappers talking about blah blah blah. And he said, Jay-Z, I said, father, you and Jay-Z are peers. He is 50 <laughs> years old. Father? That is a grown man. <laughs> he's not a young man. He's not. Yes. You gotta, you gotta stop.
1: <laughs> You're peers. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: I was not expecting this playlist from you I have, if you know what I mean I, I don't know, I don't mean to, i don't mean to stereotype you I just wouldn't have been like crystal Adams too sensitive for comedy <laughs> hit him up high space jam like I just wouldn't have done this exact combo of songs so thank you for taking me mm-hmm. on a journey of your discovery of self-expression and creativity through lying um <laughs> And all of the fun experiences and yes. all the fun effects they had on you. Um, I gotta ask, has Air Force Ones made you a sneakerhead a little bit? Like, do you do you appreciate the lyrics because you're a sneakerhead, or are you just the humor of it all? Not at
1: all. Um, <laughs> like I have a <laughs> I have a hard time spending money on shoes. It's just a thing. Um, but I do enjoy men talking about it. Um It's enjoyable to me, even in real life, just like regular conversations when men are talking about shoes. It's fascinating to me
0: yeah that sneaker culture like especially like where we do our show on melrose there's like four different sneaker shops (laughs) and you'll see lines on the down the street and i'm like it's just for walking (laughs) like it just Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i can't imagine losing my whole day to shoes the way the people of california do yeah (laughs) i can't yeah no all right (laughs) all right so this is our soundtrack of our life thank you crystal for sharing that with me yeah loved it Loved it. Okay, so our last segment of the show before we wrap it up is an advice segment. Now, if you guys are listening and you're wondering, what, what, what song would Jasmine dedicate to me to help me with my problems? All you gotta do is leave us an email. You can email us at rhythmandbay@gmail.com at gmail.com or go ahead and drop us a line. You see the phone number in the description. Give us a call and we'll have that for you. This week, we did not have any listener letters, but I've got a question for you Crystal about okay. music that I, I think okay. might be a fun one to answer okay Uh, if you had to choose one musician and tell them that they had to like stop doing music forever and become a comedian who do you think musically is secretly so funny that they could absolutely pull this off and have a full thriving career as a comic which musician do you think has a true funny bone
1: um Cardi B
0: I have to agree. Cardi- That's a great yeah. answer.
1: Cardi B. <laughs> 100%. I think Cardi B, like, uh, the thing is, is that, you know, and I don't have any a problem with the fact that, like, she has people writing for her mm-hmm. because there are plenty of people that have the people writing for them. I think what she, like, how she delivers um, the lyrics in her songs, like, it's just, like, it's clear one, her writers know how to write for her. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, so they're writing songs that it seems, it sounds like, like in a way that she would speak. So, I mean, that's the job of a writer. And I think that like, but she delivers it excellently, but I think she could like easily slide on over to like a career as a comedian. I mean, she has the the bravado for it. The like, I mean, even if she had to like start at the bottom I feel like she could pull it off. I think that's the hard part with a lot of people that slide into or try to do comedy when they already known in some way, because they're, they don't have, they don't have that muscle of like constantly having to prove yourself. Um, like that's like atrophied. I feel like that has not atrophied in Cardi B, you know, hey. like the 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 muscle of like i need to prove myself to this audience and this audience and this audience and um so like that's why some people can't handle you know trying stand up and trying to get better at it if they're like been famous in one in another capacity uh, i think she could do it i think she could do think- it and, and she's already naturally funny
0: I agree. I have to like super, super agree. She has like such a silly streak. I remember like early in her career, just the kind of stuff that she posts on social media. And this is like before Instagram had leaned itself to the TikTok format for short videos. And she just post of like, I just remember times she was like, how you show up when your sugar daddy buys you a new handbag and then the camera cuts and it's just the bag over her face. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, I had to fuck a fat nigga for this. All right, y'all gonna see it. And like, you know, obviously written with problematic language, yeah. but like still, it's just like the core elements of what is silly about life is there. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, yeah. she gets it. And she's lived a lot of life. I could totally mm-hmm. see, of course, you know, she ain't gonna ever need to do that. But I always think it's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's it's she, kind of funny. like. <laughs> She even has this one, I,
1: there's one song, I don't remember what it is, but she's talking about how she's like, how do you get a man? She's like, she's like, I'm toxic. Like, I will call you, I will show up at your house. And I just love the self-awareness to be like, yes, this, I, yes, I will bother you. I, I want to annoy you. I want to be up in your business. I want you to want to slap me. Like, I just, I don't know,
0: I love that. <laughs> Gotta argue with him, cause you know he loves a toxic bitch.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, that's the song, yes.
0: <laughs> I have such a, like, I have such a well when it comes to lyrics. Like my brain just absorbs so much. I watched a movie I hadn't seen in 20 years yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked I knew all of the lyrics. Have you seen Jackie's Back? The, the mock documentary no. that Robert Townsend made? No, I haven't. I've I will yet. make you borrow this DVD. I will bring it to you. It is, I bought it on DVD because I couldn't DVD? find it. DVD, DVD, I got a, I got a Diva in 2021 because I was so desperate to watch this movie. It is a fake documentary played by Jennifer Lewis. She plays this like completely oh, no. unhinged. No, I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> you said, say no more, fam.
1: Say no more she does not know I her career kind of is hilarious. over
0: there's cameos by like whoopi goldberg dolly Parton. i'm upset it that is... i haven't
1: seen it i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see it i'm gonna it's, it's... do it for an episode of my podcast yeah you
0: really should yeah it's amazing but it is if it helps it is not like a black cast like classic like nobody's heard of it nobody's heard yeah. of this but me every time i bring it up people are like what are you talking about but yeah i can hold on to lyrics i i completely agree i think that is like the perfect answer cardi b i am going to for my if i had to choose a musician and make them like become a comedian like i'm in charge of their life and that's what they do next if i had to choose someone hmm i'm trying to think who i would choose my my obvious ideas of who would do it are like Joey Fatone from InSync. Like, you know what I mean? Like somebody who like needs to say in the public eye. And <laughs> because, because stand-up is often the refuge of people who have failed at other things. And I'm not saying yes. he's failed. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to think who would actually be funny who I'd like to see do this. And this is a little left field, but like maybe in his 50s, he just feel like it and do it. Drake. Oh, okay. All right. Drake. Yeah. I think Drake would be yeah. hilarious because Drake is sensitive. Drake yeah. is super, super sensitive. <laughs> and he's been through, like, he's someone who just, this is a person who I know diaries. He journals, you know what I mean? His, his chart <laughs> is all water. And I find that some of the funniest men are the most sensitive because they're just constantly <laughs> absorbing. <That's> true. <laughs> no, he tells everybody's business. He cannot keep anything to himself. I, I don't think there's a single NDA that would work for him. I just all the times yeah. he got hurt by Rihanna, I want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Drake would be great. Uh, you know, there are other people I love who I think would be terrible. But like I love Nicki Minaj, but she takes herself way too seriously. I've, yeah. I've listened to her, re- I listened to her radio show, and I'm just like, girl, it's all right. It's. Mm-hmm. Like- mm-hmm. <laughs> she takes yeah. herself way too seriously. Um, I agree. Yeah. Little Wayne is is no longer with us. So I'm going to go with Drake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think Drake is good because he has the quality of like having like he he's like the he would be the kind of comedian who like he really could just talk about his life and like how stupid he's being is funny. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. like all the mistakes that he's made like yeah Uh, yeah um yeah and then I and then I hopped on a plane and the paparazzi caught me with that same girl like yeah like yeah no this is (laughs) even the fact that like it wouldn't even matter that we can't relate to how rich he is because of how dumb he's being like yeah i think he would forgive it we were like oh
0: Drake, oh my god like his current situation of like like his thing of just like hunting down nba milfs now is very funny yeah to me. yeah I'm like he can't help himself he can't he's just kind of a mess i i, I love a water water sign male just toxicity is very funny to me um uh, <laughs> this has been so much fun crystal i absolutely adore talking to you i'm so sad we got to wrap it up and go tell the good people my rhythm and bays where they can find you and listen to you more
1: yeah so you can find me uh at the dark crystal on social media and i have uh shows on my website crystaladams.com including funny first thursdays which i host with jasmine ellis
0: Yes, okay. that is every first Thursday on the new location called the Comedy Nook on Melrose. So you can find us at eight o'clock every first Thursday at the Comedy Nook. In fact, our next one will be August fifth, and that's the day you're going to hear this. So get boop, get, boop. get in your car, whatever time you were listening, <laughs> yeah. just going to turn it around and go to our show. <laughs> <laughs> right now (laughs) as long as you're vaccinated all right (laughs) okay that is gonna wrap it up for us thanks again to crystal adams for doing our show and making it amazing if you had fun and you're loving rhythm and bay podcast don't keep us a secret we want to be shared with the world don't hide us under a bushel make sure you share like and subscribe and give us those five stars i need it i am a pisces i will cry so give me give me that, (laughs) that love i need give me all those five stars on apple music and And on Spotify is where you can listen to us. So make sure you're listening to Rhythm and Bay podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash rhythm and bay. That's B-A-E, the term of endearment. And on Instagram at Rhythm and Bay and on Twitter. Remember, I made a mistake, y'all, at Bay Rhythm and they won't let me fix it. Thanks again for doing the show. I'm your host, Jasmine Ellis, and I'll see you guys later. Keep it smooth.